ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls and friends beyond the binary and my patron peeps, uh, patron peeps, I wish I had socks on right now because, uh, I don't know, just like the temperature is the sock, it's sock temperature and I don't have socks on, but thanks for supporting the show. Let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, it's Scoots, and I know this is not an easy time for anybody. This episode was recorded a few months ago, so I just wanted to let you know that and to let you know to check our show notes for resources, because the podcast is here to put you to sleep, but there's more resources in our show notes if you're, if you're needing more. Uh, please, please use those links. You're, you're really important to me, so please use them. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do as a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest of what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. So if uh, thoughts are keeping you up about the past, present, or future, you know, feelings, any emotions coming up for you, uh, physical sensations, changes in schedule, time, routine, malaise, whatever is keeping you awake, I've got a safe place here. I'm smoothing it, I'm patting it, I'm rubbing it down, I'm saying safe place. I got it cleared out, signed, sealed, delivered, safe place. And the way I'm going to get it to you is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents... So I'm going to go off to, you know, talk a lot of nonsense, partial words, uh, smushed words, all those things. I'm going to send those to you across the deep, dark night and, and to keep you company and to take your mind off of stuff mostly. So if you're new, a few pieces of information. One, this podcast does not work for everybody, but for most people that become regular listeners, it takes two or three tries before you say, wait a second, this podcast never made any sense. Uh, so that's one thing. The second thing is it goes along with this. This isn't really a podcast you listen to or pay attention to or you say, okay, when's it going to get started? Like, when's this thing getting off the ground with the bedtime stories and the putting me to sleep? And I say, well, we've got pointless meanders to get to first uh, and going off topic and, you know, pregnant pauses. You know, I have to... Uh, these, these pauses aren't going to, you know, these pauses didn't get pregnant on their own. You know, I had to uh, do, you know, I had, you know, it takes a bit, a little bit of work. I'm one of those few people that can impregnate a pause with my natural charisma. It's like uh, the only place uh, that may, this particular form of charisma comes in handy is with pauses. But, uh, oh boy. Yep, it just 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 took care of another. You say, well, the scoots, those actually aren't pregnant pauses because usually it's supposed to be pregnant with meaning. And I said, well, mine are pregnant with lulling, soothing tones and pointless meanders. Maybe. 
So it was so oh so this is a podcast. Kind of look at it in a fuzzy way or an out of focus way or just barely listen. Those are the best ways to listen to uh, consume the podcast. Uh, so this is a podcast you don't really need to listen to. Uh, that's one. But really, this is also the one sleep podcast. It's the sleep podcast that's been around since 2013. Uh, and it doesn't put you to sleep. So I'm the one sleep podcast that's not really here to put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company uh, as you drift off or during the day, which is more and more popular right now for a little break, or if you wake up in the middle of the night, or if you can't sleep. I'm going to be here. Like, believe me, I know the listeners that can't sleep or need a break during the day. And I'm here for you. I'm here. These episodes are complete. I'm here, complete, you know, complete nonsense, but I'm complete as well. And I'll be here to the very end to keep you company. And in some sense, that's what works is that it, you can sleep sound knowing you don't need to pay attention, but then I'm here to keep you company. But if, if you're on the other side of it and you can't sleep, I'm here to keep you company too. So it's like a double bonus. So, okay, those are two of the things. The other thing that throws new people off about the show is the structure. And the structure actually is was designed over three the first 300 episodes it took to kind of get the structure down uh, to where it is today. And maybe another 150 to, to where the, to the full-on structure. But so... So, like, uh, can throw people off. So, show starts off with the greeting, uh, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, and friends beyond the binary. What up? Time for me to goof around. Then there's business, uh, which is essential for regular listeners. New listeners are not super important, but it's like my favorite part is that the podcast is free and accessible to anybody. Well, not accessible might be you know the, the anybody it might work for. Because you say this is not, it's like a, a like a, it's like get trying to get through a wall of marmalade or something. It's not very accessible. It's like trying to find one Lego in a tub of pudding. And I'd say, wow, you really know how to make up analogies that work well on a sleep podcast. And you say, well, thank you. So, oh, structure of the show. So it starts off with business or greeting business. Business throws some people off, and then the intro throws off other people. So this is the thing. This podcast is not for everybody. But if you're skeptical or doubtful, just give it a few tries. There's nothing to lose here other than a little bit of time. And, yeah, I'm not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But structurally, I just want to give you some info because they can throw people off unnecessarily. So show, like I said, it never, it barely ever gets started. It does get started, but it just kind of putters along. So the intro is the starting of the show. It's the first 20 minutes of the show, which is about one third of the podcast with the, with the greeting, the business, and then the intro. And for the new listener, kind of the intro introduces you to the podcast, gives you a general idea of the, um, what to expect, which is, yeah, we say, well, it's not bad. It is like watching someone search for a Lego in uh, a giant tub of pudding. And uh, the, the, in this case, they were searching for that Lego soccer ball in a, 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 a tub of tapioca pudding. So it was not going well. 
Uh, oh, so, but the intro, the real thing about the intro is it introduces new people to the podcast, but for regular listeners, what, why the intro? So the intro is like 12 to 18 minutes combined with the rest of the show, 20 minutes. And for a regular listener, it's their wind down and they're easing into bedtime. Easy like a Sunday morning, as the L train used to sing. Easy and drawn out. Like a like a, a you know this not like a Sunday morning where you say okay it's still eleven on a Sunday can still consider that kind of morning. That's why they invented brunch maybe. And uh, so so a lot of listeners like two percent of listeners start the show twenty minutes. Uh, then a, a large chunk of like five thousand people support the show on Patreon and they might listen to story only episodes or the Patreon releases. But then the rest of the listeners, a few hundred thousand people, they listen to the show. Some of them start it before they get into bed, and some of them start it right when they get into bed. And it helps give you a runway, right, like ease you off into bedtime. Uh, Because for most of us that have trouble sleeping, it's not something that happens instantaneously. So the the intro helps the day fade away, and you could do it with other bedtime routines like foam foam rolling, or you know folding. Maybe you do some origami, maybe you're doing some doodling or petting those sweet sweet pets that continue to tip me when I say there's nothing better to do right now than to pet some pets or blow kisses, you know, to your fish tank. Or wink at your fishes or other, you know, wink at your terrariums right now and, uh, you know, do flex your bicep. Even if you don't have a terrarium, you know, flex your bicep and kiss it just in case, uh, you know, a terrarium somewhere in the universe needs to watch a human kiss their bicep or their shoulder, you know, to make them feel good. They say, oh, boy. If it wasn't for that human kissing their bicep in a goofy way, I don't know how, you know, every, you know, being in this terrarium, I mean, it's not bad, but that makes, that makes, this may, that makes it grand. It gives me something to look forward to every night, which is the goal of the show. And you see people look forward to this and I say, well, kind of, uh. So if you're new, kind of just start listening and then kind of see how it goes. And you could say, well, I'm going to be one of those 2% that start the show at 20 minutes and then just get closer to the story. Or you say, well, I like to start it before I get in bed. I brush my teeth. I can't really hear you while I'm brushing my teeth. But, uh, you know, it's not like, uh, I'd say, yeah, that might work for you. So the main thing is that the podcast, if you become a regular listener, that it becomes some part of some nice routine at bedtime you could look forward to. And you say, well, sleep with me is like one part of that. Patting the pets and kissing biceps is probably, you know, that's the keystone habit. Maybe that could be our keystone habit. Or kissing your shoulders. Like if you need self-soothing. A lot of people that listen a long time, they know this is a powerful technique I've invented. So kissing, when you need a little silliness, that's when you kiss the bicep. Uh, and if you need double, you kiss your, both your biceps. Uh if you need even more silliness, you smooch your bicep loudly. If you need something more gentle and self-soothing, you just kiss your shoulder. And you could kiss it through your clothing or you could, you know, lower your T-shirt or whatever. And you say, hey, you're doing a good job, shoulder. You know, uh, you know, I'm just giving you a little kiss. Or you could, or you could do something, you know, like... Uh, 
fake European and kiss both your shoulders and say, wah, wah, woo, or, you know, mona me. So those are all things you could do. Maybe those would be, those could be all part of a keystone habit. I guess that's not one thing. Uh, but you'd say, like, and you can't say self-kiss, sleep with me and self-kissing, the habit that makes sleep possible. But it would be true. It would just get a lot of odd, you know, looks, especially, you know, if you were, like, telling people. You'd say, which part of you, which you, how, how would you describe your sleep routine in two words? And you say, well, thanks, thanks, Oprah, for having me on. But I only get two words. Yep, just tell me to, oh, bicep kissing is, uh, that's the secret to sleep. But also, you know, also, you know, kissing your shoulders if necessary, and then the sleep with me. But thanks. Oh, thanks for having me on. I didn't get to the part where I plugged my podcast. Uh, at least I plugged. I don't know if she understood when I said bicep kissing either. So, you know, now they have somebody with that's an expert on habits that's contradicting what I said. Well, that's fine, because uh, we all know. The power of kissing a bicep towards an imaginary terrarium. We found the secrets. Uh, we just keep, and we don't even keep them secret. Just people don't. Doesn't make any sense to most people, right? They say, "What is he?" T- what, they, this is a conversation. So sometimes we have couples that listen together. Then other times we have like couples that have like a, a friendly relationship around the podcast. One member of the couple listens or the partnership and the other is like, well, that's great that Scoots can help you sleep. And then we have like a lightly antagonistic couple like that someone sleeps the podcast and the other person has like a light antagonistic feelings towards me. And those are the people that say, what does he tell you to kiss your shoulders? Uh yeah, like are you by what do you kid we don't have a terrarium but why are you kissing what kind of what kind of thick podcast is that he kiss tells you to kiss your shoulders and i'd say buddy if you were kissing the right shoulders like if you were setting up you know doing the chores and not falling asleep so fast and snoring so loud you might be kissing some shoulders uh sorry i didn't i guess i got i had to talk back to that uh but I say, yeah, it's just something fun and nice to do. And our imaginary friends in our terrariums or aquariums, even the other pets. I mean, the other pets would per se, enough with the bicep kissing. Could you just pet me again? And by the way, pets, you know, you could become patrons too. You just, uh, you know, figure it out. I don't know how to do it, but, you know, figure it out. You, you know, you're mildly intelligent. Or unbelievably intelligent. I was just kidding there. For human, I put that in for human sake, so they don't know about the deal we worked out. So okay, so circle back. Oh, so structure. I was trying to tell you about how structure can. The intro can go on and on and on and go nowhere to help be a part of your bedtime routine. So I think we demonstrated that. Then after the intro is some business. Then after the business is our bedtime story. And that tonight it'll be the final, uh, or this well, the series finale of, uh, it'll be the series finale of our episodically modular series, uh, Get Bissos, uh, season three, the Z-Biff season. Though we'll also have a recap episode, so don't worry. Um, so that's, uh, so it's a structure show. I guess that's it. I mean, I hope I, like, you give the show a few tries. 
the reason I make the podcast is because I believe you do deserve a good night's sleep and a place of solace and that the world will be a better place when your world's a better place, when you're rested and you can enjoy it a little more. And you can have a little bit more rest to cope and deal with stuff. Uh, that brings me happiness, knowing you're getting some rest or that you're not dreading bedtime. That brings me joy, actually. When I hear from people, they say, I don't dread bedtime anymore. And more look at it as an opportunity to kiss my biceps. Uh, then I listen to your podcast, you know, because the keystone habit is really the kissing of the biceps. So somebody remind me of that if I haven't started, you know, doing that. The sleep with me method. Uh, but I think other people have, you know, then I, well, I say, well, I have the shoulder kissing, also the imaginary terrarium, which other people that kiss their biceps, they don't have either one of those. And the sound effects are important. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. Like I said, give the show a few tries, kind of see how it goes. I really hope it can help you. I'm really glad you came by and gave me your time. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. And here's a few ways we're able to bring you this podcast for free. All right, everybody. Welcome to our ongoing episodically modular series, Get Bissos, Season 3. Uh, the tale of Richard Warren Sears. Actually, you know, by the way, this is the last episode. You could listen. This is our episodically modular series, meaning you can listen to it in any order. It's uh, episodically modular, so yeah, you could listen to it in any order. But uh, the, uh, this happens to be the last uh, episode of this season. Uh, though there still will be. Though there still will be a recap episode. So this is uh, season three. Yeah. Of, oh, so oh, this is oh, the tale of Richard. G, G, this is called Gip Essos. It's a tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny. Who once lived on Earth just like we did, but in an earlier time. They were titans of retail industry who passed on to greater pastures in the sky. Well, not greater pastures. In their case, not worse. Uh, they passed on to new opportunities in post-Earth life existence in a place we call colloquially called Purgatory. Uh, which was a very dull place, uneventful, and uh, they spent some time there in purgatory. Then they started, Richard Warren Sears became, started reading the news and heard about this new titan of retail industry, Jif Bissos. All these are fictional characters, by the way. And they decided to head to Earth, return to Earth, to, to, to teach Jif how to love and many more lessons. So many life lessons they wanted to share with him. They really wanted to get Bessos and, you know, help him get Bessos and give him a hug. And so they did that in season one. It went pretty well until they uh, went down to H-E double hockey sticks. They ended up uh, like uh, de-existing H-E double hockey sticks. Then they said, well, we still need that H-E double hockey sticks. So we're going to um, reinvent it and create H-E double hockey sticks 2.0. 
and it ended up, I think that's how the season ended. That did not go well, though. Between seasons, their plans for H-E-Double Hockey Sticks 2.0, which was really, I don't know if I talked about this, uh, they decided to take everybody that was in H-E-Double Hockey Sticks and say, hey, you've, we've heard of Guardian Angels. What about a Guardian Buddy? We take everybody from H-E-Double Hockey Sticks. Clearly, everybody that's been down here has learned their lesson. We're going to send you to Earth uh, to work with one human because we actually have enough people down here that it really worked out mathematically. And you go up there and help your human live their best life, uh, their most moral, positive life, so they don't end up in H-E-double hockey sticks. Gives you a second chance in some proverbial sense. And some of you might say, well, I'm not so sure that's a great idea. And it ends up you're right. Uh, sending people from H-E double hockey sticks to be guardian angels or something like that does not work. And in order to save Earth, I think they had to de-exist most of Earth. Uh, but uh, one pocket of Earth made it really good. They ended up becoming a utopia. Again, this is on a long timeline, a long time ago, galaxy far, far away. Uh, that utopia just happened to be called Bessos because one of Jif's descendants was the founder of it, I think. Or maybe it was based on the ancient, I don't know. But uh, then in season two, Rich Warren's here's Jif went to go to the, uh, to the, to the uh, utopia Bessos uh, so that he could check on his 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 progeny. I, I don't know if it was like one of his descendants. I think uh, James and Richard went to get Bessos once again, and then that ended up not going good either. The Utopia ended up fine, but they ended up kind of de-existing heaven. And a lot of other stuff, but the whole reason that happened was because of the. Uh, what do you call that, the divine creator, the, you know, the grand architect was out on sabbatical. Uh, once again, Rich Warren Sears, James Cashpenny, and Jif uh, Bissos found themselves in purgatory before season three started. And since most of Earth, now you might say, oh boy, so most of Earth is de-existed. I say, well, in this story, but you know, when you have a divine architect or whatever, they'd back everything up including organic backup. So they had a backup Earth called Hearth uh, with a silent H, but I say it now just so you know it's called Hearth. And in that second Earth, very similar to ours so that you know so well, there was another titan of retail and social sharing, ZBIF, who, who had a social media shopping and sharing platform called ZBIF, ubiquitous. Uh, that had come to dominate life in that world of Hearth. Uh, and Jif saw the impact that the so like Jif had known about, you know, Jif's life and said, well, I'm having second thoughts, and now I see this Zbiff. Maybe I could go get Zbiff and teach Zbiff not to, you know, like uh, have a negative impact on multiple communities and individuals. Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny like, uh, went to go get Jif because they said, well, Jif's our best friend, and 
we don't know if Jiff's going to be fine or not. So we'll go get Bessos before Bessos gets Zbiff and gives him a big, you know, hug. Or in this case, a proverbial wave, you know, wave in the place of a hug. And that's what happened in season three. And season three has mostly been James and Richard trying to find Jiff because they've been going through meeting with communities and individuals impacted by ZBIF's social media and shopping platform. You know, things like parking, S-H-A-M-E-R-S's, straws, you know, these great challenges. Uh, uh, people who uh, pile, people pile on, you know, all those things, they tried to deal with that. They realized uh, it's not easy. Uh, undoing the impacts of a social media shopping and sharing platform when mixed with the sweet, sweet uh, mix of humanity or her humanity with an extra silent H at the beginning for her humanity. So they spent the whole season doing that. Finally, what they did, they realized this is what we suspected thus far in the last episode, to get into the last episode. Not only was Jeff trying to get an idea of the impact of uh, the social media and shopping platform on individuals and communities, uh, Jeff was looking to meet with the mental health experts in ZBIF, uh, I mean, in Hearth, uh, to get their help, uh, like to come up with all, like ways to, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, kind of displace or counteract or balance off, the, you know, say, well, like maybe with some sort of corporate responsibility. I don't know, because haven't, we haven't spent a lot of time with Jif at all this season. Jif also became known as Jay Jiffy, a bit like Banksy, but also doing a lot more stuff uh you know, not just a street. I know. I mean, like less mysterious than Banksy because you know I got more details about Jay Jiffy. So Jiff went through the world doing do, doing that stuff. James and Richard did. Finally, Jiff actually R.W. revealed Jiff's location to Zbiff, and it looks like Jiff was taken into Zbiff headquarters. And now Rich Warren Sears and James Cashpenny are trying to get themselves into ZBIF headquarters, and that's where our story begins before it comes to an end. Uh, and also calling in remotely, uh, but, you know, so close that I'm going to keep my iPad open on, uh, you know, FaceTime so he can listen in and lie in his bed. He's the loudest FaceTime, even when his microphone's on mute. Oh, no, I forgot we're using Squadcast. But even though his microphone's on mute uh, on Squadcast, uh, and we're doing a double ender, so I really don't need to hear him as long as he records his end, then I can edit it in. But I love hearing his voice, except all the, you know, but like he can move, like uh, I say, Antonio, why do you move around so much when you're on like a, and he says, I'm not. And I say, well, I can hear you moving. He says, my microphone's on mute. He said, I had to unmute it to, you know, tell you that. But so the loudest, uh, like, uh, Zoomer, FaceTimer, Squadcaster in the world, even when he's on mute, his presence can be heard because it's comforting and handsome. Uh, the person that introduces our series, Mr. Antonio Banderas. 
uh, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode of Get Besos. Uh, thanks, Antonio. That was beautiful. I was just kidding about how, you know, you know, I was just joking. Oh, Scooter, you're so funny. Can you hear me laughing? No, I, I mean, because hopefully you're on mute now. Thanks, that's Antonio Banderas. This is uh, Get Besos. Buddy, 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 James. It's uh, here's the idea. We're gonna we're we're gonna go in there, uh, and we're, we're so we're running a reality show just like we've been doing this whole time, but we're also experts. Yeah, but Richie, we're not experts in any field of mental. I mean. You might be, we might be, uh, yeah, we're not experts in any field of mental health. I mean, we may have some expertise, some mastery of mental, like, a, of a, you know, I mean, we definitely have the, the other side of it down. I don't understand what you're trying not to say, James. Well, I just don't understand, like, what if they actually ask us in, okay, James, just say we're experts in CBD. And now that does that sounds like something. Okay, BBD. No, that's uh, that reminds me of something else. Uh, okay, James, just P P. We're we're experts in P P P P C P. No, that one's not good either. Elemental P. That, that's the one we're we're experts in. Elemental P. Uh, and then if anybody asks, say, okay, well, that's a great question. What made you ask that question? I'd be so curious. Yeah, yeah, I feel something there. Have you heard that term? You know, okay. Yeah, I'm not comfortable. I mean, I I know that's a way to do it, is to fake it like that. Uh, James, is it any, like, I realize we're not offering to help anybody. We won't help anybody. I promise you that. We won't use our our deceptions to help anyone under deception. I can promise you that. Uh, no, I mean, we'll use our deceptions to help Jif, uh, get out of there. But other than that, we won't use LMNOP to help anybody except for Jif. We're going to go get Jif out before, you know, the, the, uh, crowdsource figures out where Jif is. And then that's all we're here anyway. So we might as well, uh, hello. Yeah, we're here. Uh, we're here to meet. We're, we're here. Uh, we have a meeting with Jay Jiffy. And uh, we understand he's here. Well, how do I know he's here? Well, that's because I have a meeting with him. Oh, it's uh, James, J- James and Richard, uh, J- JC and RW from. Uh, we were supposed to talk to Jeff about LMNOP. Oh, well, what were we going to discuss? Well, I can't really tell you that. I got to discuss it with Jeff in private. It's private stuff, private matter. Well, you could just let us in. I mean, it's a private matter that we need to discuss privately. Now, I realize there's no such thing as privacy anymore. So I'm willing to accept that fact, winkety-wink, but if we can meet with privately with Jif, we'll assume it's a private situation, also assuming we have no privacy. Uh, you don't understand. James, please help me. Yeah, we'd like to meet with Jif privately. Uh, we, we're actually, we, we're, uh, I don't know if you've heard about our re- reality show. Uh, 
Helping the Helpers. It's a new show that we're working on a pilot of. Jiff, Jay Jiffy's actually the producer and writer of the show, and we were going to be associate producers and also experts. We're one of the pair of helpers that we're going to help the helpers, but we also are in need of, like, we always, you know, we're not perfect either. And Jiff had a couple of things that he told us in secret, uh, like a, under, like, you know, when they do the the ticking watch, and it, so we only Jiff can knows the words to unlock it from our minds to help the helpers. It was a way of Jiff keeping secrets, so so we don't even know what we don't know. But I'm sure, J, oh, J Jiffy, yeah, not Jiff. I don't know who Jiff is. Well, we'd love to meet Zbiff too if Zbiff's in. Oh no, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Again, we, uh, assume, we you know, we'll assume we have a private situation, but we're not going to hold. You know, we can't. We know. You know, you can't make any guarantees, but I guarantee we will have a sense of privacy when we're privately meeting with Jiff, J Jiffy. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, James, you said the same things I said, just less effectively, and somehow. I guess it was a combination of, yeah, it was a combination, Richie. Oh, there's Jeff. He's in that room there. Well, it's a pretty nice room. Yeah, yes, it is, James. This is a very effective, uh, this is one of the fastest moving sidewalks I've ever been on. It feels like we barely moved at all. Yeah, well, after the, the hyper drive or whatever, that thing was so effective, too. Okay, just let us in. We'll talk. Now, is any of you Zbiff that are in this waiting room waiting for us to go meet with Jiff, J. Jiffy privately? No, are any of you Zbiff uh, like pretending to be an observer? Well, no, no, we don't need anything from Zbiff. Jiff may. Well, no, no, we are compartmentalized. We only know we're working on a show helping the helpers. And, I mean, I know Zebus a helper, so helping so many things so effectively. Oh, boy, helping increases so many things. I mean, I'm sure the helpers of the world have so many customers that they can thank Zebus for. Oh, yeah, because of the adver- yeah the social media and shop. Yeah, that's exactly why. Okay, well, if any of you want to get the message to Zebus that we're also here to see Zebus, uh you know, we're, but we'll meet with Jeff privately, and uh, we're going to assume, yes, uh, thanks. Hey, hey, Jeff, uh, hey, J. Jiffy, good to meet you. You might not recognize us because we've never met before, but I'm R.W. Richard Warren, and this is James Cash. Uh, those are our first and last names, of course. Sometimes we get mixed up because we have lots of nicknames, too. We're, we're from LMNOP. Oh, we did meet before because I forgot that, uh, you know, because whatever you did to us with that ticking clock in front of us and the counting down, I know we weren't supposed to remember anything, but I know you, uh, it's good to, good to meet you again for the second, I don't know, I guess it, uh, James? Yeah, hey, Jay Jiffy, we're, uh, it's good to be here. And I'm not exact. So we're here from LMNOP, the, the show Help the Helpers. I think we, our teams were in contact with one another. 
And it looks like, are you living here in the Zebif facility under your own will uh, for total pleasure? And uh, is this going to be a Zebif related project that you're working on? Oh, you don't know? So so have you met with Zebif, J. Jiffy? Do you know Zebif yet? Uh, you don't. Uh, so you not, you've not met Zebif. So you, like, uh, I'll be honest with you, J. Jiffy, my partner and I, you know, we're, we, were, we were here. We, we wanted to pretend we were coming here to be friendly. But we've kind of been, uh, we've had our eye on you. And like a lot of people out there, we understand what you're up to with the meeting with everybody. You know, us, we're helping the helpers, and that's a real thing. Helpers need help, too. Uh, LMNOP is not a thing. We made that up just to, to put a ruse on you, J. Jiffy. And I know you didn't confuse us. Like, we also, that was another ruse that I'm admitting to right now. You did not put us under hypnotic. So any confusion is just my acting and not something real. But we've been following you, and we probably share, you know, there's probably other people out there that if they could hear me now, they would share my concerns that I have about you. On one hand, apparently you've been traveling because, uh, you know, we work with a big production company, so we've heard about this stuff, and we've been working on other reality shows. And a lot of times we've been in your wake hearing about this legend of Jay Jiffy, street artist, uh, raconteur, uh, you know, whatever. There's other things people call you. Also people who call you... Uh, a lot of other names. There's a strong feelings about you on both sides. Uh, though lately, it seems like you've been become like a goat, you know, a scapegoat uh, for most things. And we know you've been meeting with all the helpers because we run the show Help the Helpers. So, so we know you've been meeting, trying to get an understanding of different therapies, is science-backed and research-backed therapies. And you've also been meeting with experts in organizational uh, health uh, and the impacts of technology on health and ways to mitigate that. We're, we're aware of all of that. Uh, and that you were once very popular. Now you're kind of all of the things that people project onto ZBIF uh, is being projected onto you right now. And most of that's not great. So that's like uh, just to diffuse your stress too. It's probably not real. But myself and other people probably would wonder: Are what are you really up to? Are you trying to? You know, ZBIF has built a powerful social media shopping platform, uh, you know, for the benefit, uh, you'd say, well, for the benefit of the, you know, owners, you know, that you'd say a lot of those things. Or because it's free or, you know, just has microtransactions, uh, where's the product and where's the consumer or, you know, those lines are blurred. It seems like I'm wondering just like what your intention is. If you seem to be trying to help the helpers and help the helpers help, uh, or, you know, if everybody at ZBIF would probably have something to worry about. And I'm just here to figure out uh, if uh, 
that's a fa- you know that maybe me and James should meet with Zebif uh, and talk this out. Uh, uh, James, James, do you, do you want to take over for me? Hey, JJ. So, JJ, I'm sorry, my friend there. He he, he petered out. It's good to meet you. Or I feel like even though Richie's kind of going on this uh, path here that uh, we've met before. As a matter of fact, I think you you really remind me of uh, one of my friends. And but before that, I noticed there's somebody they're opening the door to our room here. Uh, hey, come on in, come on in. Yeah, good good to meet you. So you're still part of Zbif team? Are any of you secretly Zbif though? No. Uh, well, who is Zbif? I mean, I don't know. Is that like something you're asking us? Uh, we're wondering the same thing. Oh, if we get if we guess who Zbif is correctly, or what Zbif is, is that like a hint, or is that to confuse us more? Oh, we'll get one guess each. Um, okay, well, there's two only two guesses we could guess with the limited amount of information we have. And I know Richie's going to want to guess one of them. So, Richie, why don't you go ahead? Okay, this is so you're trying to put us in a little, you're trying to do one of those things like where you ask uh, how many times does the creature, the person crawl, then they walk two, then they go three. I know, I know those ones. It's called something, it's like a riddle. I mean, if I had to guess what Zbiff was, if it's not one of you pretending, or somewhere, you know, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere out there. Is James, you know, one time when I couldn't sleep, that's what James sang to me. He told me about this. Uh, he told me the story of Fivel. I won't get into it now. And he would sing me the song somewhere out there. But anyway, James, like I would say, it's a team of uh, super geniuses, probably. But again, we don't have any information, so this is a pointless riddle. It's technically not a riddle. It's just a trick question, I believe. Yeah, so I'll go with Richie's answer, and I'll say it could also be a supercomputer, but that's like a actually comes up a lot in other uh, stories I've even read, where the supercomputer is supposed to be guiding all of the decisions. And I'm sure you do have a lot of algorithms. We're, we understand that. Uh, but before you process our answers, and Richie's about to interrupt me, like, uh, and decide, okay, yeah, this is a game you're playing with us. If you'll excuse us, we're trying to meet with Jay Jiffy here. And we were about to, James was about to talk about how Jay Jiffy reminds him of one of our friends, Jiff, which is strange. And I'm not even sure we're interested in CBIF anymore. Or getting to the bottom of it, and you did interrupt us right when James was actually speaking to maybe some of your needs uh, as employees or friends of Zbif. Uh, so please excuse us. We you, you save your riddles for something else. Uh, it seems almost childish. No offense. Well, you know what? I've just learned to apologize. I apologize for saying it seems childish. I'm just uh, a little short as I'm in the middle of something. I was wrong for saying that. I'm sorry. And if I can make it up to you later, I will. Uh, now, please leave. James, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was saying you remind us of our friend Jif. Uh, 
And thank you for staying silent mostly through all this, Jay Jiffy, and just listening. You have a very placid smile on your face, which is sometimes like almost like a smirk, but it seems calm or confident. But yeah, our friend Jiff was from a place called Kansas. Uh, now, we weren't, uh, we didn't live in Kansas when we met Jiff. Uh, but Jiff had magically uh, come, well, yeah, let's just say Jiff ended up in a world that, uh, after we had met Jiff, anyway, there was another world uh, called Raz, E-A-R-O-Z. And Jiff had arrived there and decided to, like, uh, didn't know where to go. And someone said, well, just follow this gold road, the road to make the gold, you know. Oh, J- Richie, go ahead. Right. And so Jiff decided to follow this road. But what Jiff didn't know was Jiff was very lacking when Jiff set out set out on this road. Uh, and we set out on the road with Jiff, uh, uh, James and I, uh, uh, we weren't in Kansas anymore. And so Jiff, you know, Jiff was, had a lot of things uh, that needed helping. Jiff uh, was like, uh, had the courage of a scarecrow, like uh, no courage at all. Uh, just, you know, like empty, uh, you know, they say, well, you just stand there. You do, you do like uh, chasing off birds. And uh, Jiff had the heart of a lion, you know, that said, well, I must, uh, there's prey and then there's big cats and there's nothing in between. And so the heart of a lion, which doesn't work in Kansas or Uraz, uh, unless you're a lion, which Jiff was not. He was a person. You say, well, you have the heart of a lion. That's not going to do you any good unless you're going to be running around chasing everybody. And the brains of a tin tin person, which you say, what's a tin person? I say, well, before there was computers, there was steam-driven automatons uh, that didn't have a binary computational system like uh, you will know here or solid-state electronics. So they really only were really good at one or two functions that they had been designed for. And in some sense, these tin people or steam-driven beings, automatons, really uh, had no brains. They could just do one or two things very, very well. And Jif shared all those things as he smiles at me. He learned to smile on the journey. Uh, And and, and during the journey, Jif had to do a lot of things and learn... uh, how not to have the heart of a lion, how to have the heart of a caring uh, lioness or, you know, like a, not a, not any, you know, of, a, of a, a human and say, oh, this is what empathy and compassion are. How could I put myself in others' shoes or better understand things? Uh, what is that experience like since I've never been through it? Jiff was able to do that. And so, Jay Jiffy, I don't know if you're able to do that. Or, you know, I know we're privately talking here. But Jiff did learn all to do those things. And we went on uh, through uh, Uraz, uh, 
And we had to deal with other things. First, you know, there was the sleeping. That's when Jif learned to be have a heart because uh, we kept falling asleep. And Jif said, well, I'll keep you awake. Uh, don't worry. With my constant talking about uh, TV shows I like nonstop forever. Uh, then we had to deal with these uh, these birds that were just getting on our nerves. They were flying around uh, wanted us to go ride with them, and they, they were also talking a lot and squawking. And uh, J- J- that's when Jif learned uh, to have a brain and said, Hey, why don't you just go over there? I'll show you where these ponds are. that more bird-friendly than bugging us. And he taught the birds uh, to, to, to talk to fish, and it took a lot of brains to do that. I, w- I don't know if I would have been able to do that. Uh, and then uh, we had, we learned, there was an antagonist, of course, on, of course in her, her eyes, uh, multiple ones. Uh, now, they weren't really antagonists. Uh, they thought they worked for a higher being and that their judgment was just better than everybody else's, and that they knew better, and that they would teach everybody how to do things, and that everybody would listen and understand, and then the world would be great. Uh, But they were also, you know, they were, uh, uh, or this one antagonist who represented them, you know, she had a lot more powers than a regular Urazian or Kansan, can't, 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 I don't know if you call it a Kansian or, uh, I don't know, but it was someone from Kansas, like Jif. And so we, we the, that, that uh, antagonist, who wasn't really an antagonist, just a misguided person with the powers, you know, well, not technically a person, we called them angles uh, there. This was the... the uh, the obtuse angle of the the the, uh, the, the lower qua- lower right hand quadrant. I don't know what it, you know whatever that's called. And uh, this eastern angle, you know whatever it's called, the angle that that uh, angle. Uh, that's where Jif had to find some courage because at first we tried to say, "Hey, cut it out." Uh, you know, we got a hornage. You know, why do you got? Why can't you? Why you got to mess with our stuff? Um, James, could you take over the rest of the story for a minute there? Sure, Richie. So, so yeah. So, Jeff uh, learned that uh, real courage is uh, seeing beyond the antagonism or resent because the, the, the you know there was R-E-S-E-N-T-M-E-N-T. Even with us, because we said, well, you you have powers that we don't have. And you're saying you're so great. It, it, that can get in the way of saying, well, actually, this being's more perfect than us, but not perfect. Uh, and it's kind of like throwing water on, a, you know, like a dog that you think smells good. And then you say, oh, boy, it doesn't smell good anymore. It just need, But then you say, oh, it just needs a bath. Uh, and so we were able to bathe that angle because of Jif's courage to see beyond F-E-A-R and, you know, the, the steaming, you know, the small things. That, it's out of your control to try to see 
Even though it's within Jif's control, Jif was able to find the courage to look beyond Jif's control and accept that. And that's how Jif learned to be courageous. And then we discovered that this world was actually run by a genius who had gone away on a balloon trip. Uh, Or so we thought. We didn't know. They said, oh, well, there's the... uh, the 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 the, the Izzard of Oz of Uraz, uh, and they're off on a balloon trip, and we don't know when they'll be back to set things right. And then um, we realized, oh wait, the if if this uh, balloon-based super being isn't there, what in all this antagonism that had existed before we arrived? What if we could teach these skills? Uh, you, if Jif could, we, we and Jif could teach these skills to other people in Uraz to help one another. Cause they were all kind of, some of them were missing all of those things. And so Jif set forth to, to kind of teach people a new way of life, uh, kind of, just mostly by example, but also because we had, we, Jif was really popular at that point, uh, because of the, the like everybody couldn't believe the birds were not just on me, Jif and James Richie's nerves, everybody else. The same with the um the angles. They were telling everybody what to do on this planet in this world. Uh, but soon we realized that that world would have to deal with that world on its own, and that Jif uh, would have to go back to Kansas. And that we would also go back to Kansas at some point uh, because uh, we were in a place like our our Kansas. uh, That's where Richie and I lived. uh, And uh, Richie? Oh, thank you, James. So, but that's not, James is being a little bit, uh, James and I were also not perfect. you know, James uh, and I, we thought, I thought we, I knew everything. I'll be honest with you, uh, Jay Jiffy. And that I knew best, even that I was always right. You know, I never learned to actually apologize because I wanted to apologize because I knew I was wrong. And my mistakes had impacted people. Uh, to me, apologies were W-E-A-K. And only to you, you would only use them strategically, not because you said, well, I made a mistake here. And so I went into that world not knowing how to apologize, uh, but I left it and returned to Arkansas uh, knowing how to apologize. And James, uh, James never, uh, James learned to, to trust other people because James was, uh, and to loosen a little bit of James's control, if you don't mind me speaking for you, James. No, yeah, I returned to Arkansas with the same thing. And we all had the peace of mind of knowing that Jeff uh, G- had kind of set in place that world, having the resources as it needed to discover the courage, to discover the heart, to discover the brains or the sense uh, uh, to learn the things they needed to do to make that world whole or, or, you know, three quarters whole. You don't have to be totally whole. And also how to apologize and how to give up control and have trust and faith and hope. Uh, 
And so that's when we returned home was after that was set in motion. And, of course, it was also that uh, a lot of people had been closely following Jif uh, as Jif went along. And, you know, that's how that story turned out of uh, us and our friend Jay Jiffy. Uh, yeah, now, Jay Jiffy, uh, you, I have to be honest with you, uh, you know, the, there's a bunch of people that are projecting on you uh, that are going to try to crowdsource you down. And uh, that's going to happen in not that long. So I think, to be honest with you, I, I've seen through things, and I know you're our friend Jiff from Kansas. And it's time for you to go back to Kansas. And you haven't spoken, which is good. Uh, so I want you to close your eyes. You, you look down first. Uh, after you close your eyes, look down at your feet, and you'll see ruby red slippers on your feet. And I want you to click your heels uh and say, well, it's not home. Kansas isn't your home, your previous home. It's your current home. Uh, think of some saltine crackers and some Wonder Bread. And click your heels together and say, uh, I'm, I'm going to be back. I want to be back in Kansas for, with my best friends some more. Or, no, or there's no place like home. But go ahead and do that. Okay, good job. Oh, and there's Jay Jiffy's gone. Uh, uh, James, my goodness, Jay Jiffy just vanished in thin air. Uh, how is that even possible? Good thing we were alone and no, oh, the door's opening, James. Yeah, I don't know how that was, oh, hey. Uh, hey, come on in. Uh, hey, kid, come on in. I'm not a kid. Oh, oh, well, uh, come on in. Uh, what can we, can we, 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 what can we help you with? Uh, do you work here at Zbiff, uh, Zbiff? Uh, I want to. I want to go to Kansas too. Uh, can I go to Kansas? Uh, why don't you sit there on Jif's bed where Jif was sitting, and uh, you could picture like you have ruby red slippers uh, for a second. Uh, you, so you're not a kid. Are you a young adult? Uh, you, you are, or, or, or uh, something like that? Uh, yeah, I guess. I just want to go to Kansas. I want to get out of here. And just go to Kansas and live there. It sounds pretty great. Uh, it's not great there. It's very, uh, Kansas is a more of a state. It's, it, well, there's a, there's a place that was called Kansas. This is different. That was a metaphor, actually. Uh, we weren't talking about a real place called Kansas. Yeah, but that's fine. It sounds really interesting. And I, I, how did Jay Jiffy disappear? Are you, it was Jay Jiffy and all of you, are you from other worlds? Can I go to the other worlds with you? Okay, James, why don't you take this one here? Uh, hey, well, um, young person, you know, I've I been thinking about this a lot, and I've been learning a little bit about how, you know, sometimes people create something when they're young, like in their university dorm room, when they're just a young person, they're not even an adult. Their brain has developed in some places, but not every place. And then the thing they invent takes on a life of their own, and maybe they have ambition and drive, and they help carry that thing forward. 
but they don't know everything, right? They can't see all the impacts of what they're going to create and what it's going to become. And then they get into a place and they maybe they feel stuck. Uh, and the thing they built has become something else. Uh, but they feel like maybe the momentum's too much for them to change it. Uh, does that sound familiar to you at all? Yeah, it kind of does. And they, uh, of course, if they did that, uh, they'd want to get away to a place like Kansas, whether it's a metaphor or a real place or a representation of a, a real place that we're having represent uh, another place. Uh, but we're not saying anything about Kansas. We love Kansas, by the way. There's a place in another world. Yeah, we're from another world too, by the way, young person. But uh, yeah, we're for. There's a great place called Kansas where we were once from. But we're talking about another place. We call it. It's also called Purgatory. We were just going to Kansas in the story because it sounded good, and that's where Jeff went. And of course, if you were in this world and you created something like a social media shopping platform. When you were just a kid, maybe 16, 17 years old, and then by the time you were 19, 20, 21, it was a giant business, uh, and then by the time you were in your early 20s, it was a ubiquitous thing almost everybody used, uh, and it was a bank, and it was a movie theater, and it was a way for people to communicate. Maybe you wouldn't know where, you, maybe it got complicated really fast. And maybe it felt like something that isn't under your control, but it's not even under your influence. Or maybe sometimes your own influence is mixed, just like we were saying. Like maybe you never got to go on that journey Jif went on to discover the tools you need for whatever lack is, uh, whatever tools you actually need to, to, to uh, you know what I'm saying, kid? I'm not a kid, though. Yeah, I just mean that in a, a like a protective, a loving way, even though I don't really know you. Wait, hold on, James. I'm sorry. I apologize because I guess I missed something here. So I'm apologizing in a way, saying I may be wrong, or it's just dawning on me what you're saying. It's nice to meet you. I'm Richard Warren Sears. This is James Cash Penny. We're not from Kansas, uh, but we've both been to Kansas. Uh, we are from uh, Earth, uh, another world, right, correct, uh, actually another plane of existence. Are you Zebif? Uh Yeah, and I want to leave with you. You're going to leave? Can I leave with you, please? Because I don't like um, your, everything you just said is right, and I just don't want to be here for it. Uh I just want to go to another world and start over, like at 17. Okay, I understand how you're feeling. I've been there before. And believe it or not, if you think that Zebif has totally, you know, interrupted and upset the balance of human existence in this world and had it mostly a negative impact despite its positive... Okay, sorry about that. I see I'm making tears in your eyes, uh... What I was trying to say was I've been I've made mistakes much greater than those. Uh, I've de-existed uh, multiple planes of existence. 
uh, including Kansas, uh, no more because of me. Do you believe that? Kansas was a great place until uh, uh, James Cash, Penny, and Richard Warren Sears tried to uh, fix the afterlife, in, and that impacted the current life. Uh, and that's how we ended up almost here on Earth. Uh, but what I'm saying is one thing I learned, uh, other than learning from Jif, uh, courage and heart and uh, common sense, uh, and using our intelligence in a balance with those things, and learning how to apologize and be wrong and learn from that, and learning from James that you can't control everything. Sometimes you got to have some trust. Is you can't run. Uh, you, you're going to have to fix some of this stuff. Uh, and believe it or not, Jif did you a favor. And there's probably people in the other room watching us right now. No, I shut it off. Uh, but you're probably recording it, right? Yeah. So you could edit it and make it look good. But uh, there will be people watching our interaction and hoping for you to, to succeed. And other people that will be hoping the other thing, too. But one thing you should know about Jif is Jif's uh, really smart and really uh, uh, driven. And you two would probably get along pretty good if Jif was here. But I had to send Jif back to uh, Purgatory. Like, that's what we we're calling Kansas. Hearst's uh, way better, by the way, even with this complication. But you, Jif's already set up the superstructure uh, for you to start fixing things. So uh, all you need to do, like your social media and shopping platform creates uh, some pollution. It's not pollution you could see. Uh, and it's a harder pollution to measure because it's on a, uh, it affects the heart and the sense and the courage of people uh, or the opposites of those things. And that makes it easy to disregard or to pass over, but it's the same kind of pollution as the other kinds. And it needs to be dealt with and cleaned up. Uh, and I guess you got to take responsibility for it. Now, it's not all your fault. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have an opportunity here uh, to take steps uh, with GIF's uh, help, uh, science-backed uh, research steps with these helpers of helpers. Uh, to fix things, uh, right, James? Yeah, Jif uh, has uh, set up a system, I think, and uh, gathered experts and experts about expertise and helpers and people who are experts in helping and helping so that you can start to clean things up and actually move into the next phase, just like where you are now. Don't look at it like uh, a journey that started and ended. You're still on your journey, Zbiff, and this is just the next step in your journey. So you're just like Jif. Uh, maybe you just are on the golden road now, and maybe you don't even know. Jif didn't know that Jif needed courage and heart and brains, and uh, I didn't really realize uh, how little I trusted people like my friend Richard Warren Sears. Uh, and, you know, I did realize that Richard Warren Sears needed to apologize, but maybe Richard Warren Sears didn't, and seeing him understand that is beautiful to me. So you really have an opportunity to make something beautiful, or at least to try to, and uh, that can make all the difference in the world.
Yeah, but I'm just like, it just seems really hard. And, you know, I have those feelings inside me, like you're talking about strong ones. Uh, I'd rather just go with you and leave here. Okay, listen, I'll tell you what, Z-Biff, because I'm getting tired. And I'm going to lie down here in this cot next year. It's a good thing there's two cots in this room. And I want you to lie down next to me in the cot next to me like we're roommates. And I want you to think about... uh if you could trust me, you know, I told you that story about Jeff, uh, and I've learned a lot. Uh, and what if I help you fix things? What if I'm here for you? Because I know you're just a kid. You're not a kid anymore, but, uh, you never really got a chance to be a kid, huh? And now, and now you have all these responsibilities, pretty overwhelming, huh? It kind of happened fast and people act like you should know all the answers. Yeah. Well, I want to help you with that, and I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to go back to Kansas anymore. I'm going to stay here and help you. Richie, uh, and James, I want you to go back and help Jif. Uh, well, Richie, I want to stay with you and help you. Uh, James, I'm going to need you to trust me. I'm going to stay here in this world. I'm going to go to bed and, and get some sleep here with Zbiff. uh, and when Zbiff and I wake up, uh, his team will probably let us rest for a few nights or something and relax. Maybe we'll play some games, get to know one another. And then Zbiff and I will start cleaning things up uh, little by little. And it won't be easy. You know, I'm not, I'm not you know, Zbiff, I feel a little AFRAID too. But I'm going to help you and maybe you'll help me. When I'm wrong, I'll apologize. And I'll apologize when I forget to apologize. And I'll be wrong when I forget to apologize. And, you know, if you could accept me as an imperfect person, I'll, I can accept you as one, too. But, James, I have to ask you to accept uh, your trust in me. And maybe it's not 100%. Uh, so I need you to close your eyes, James, and uh, picture those ruby red slippers on your feet and click your heels together. And picture Zbiff and I cleaning things up off a beach, uh, one little thing at a time. We'll do it, and you'll be off with your friend Jif. Uh, so click your heels and say, uh, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Good night.